everybody. Welcome back to Afros and Combos. Hey. Hey, y'all. Hello, hello. All right. As always, like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media at Afros and Combos on IG. Email us at afrosandcombos at gmail.com. Check out the website at afrosandcombos.com. <laughs> Sorry, there was a whole conversation about that intro beforehand. That's why we are laughing about it. It was a deep, deep discussion. Yeah, it was more of a debate rather yeah. than a conversation. That's true. It was, it was, a, it was a heavy debate. Yeah, For sure. Uh, just wanted to let y'all know why we was laughing at that. It's something that happens literally every week. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you coming for me? I was coming for yeah. you. The debate was between me and Cookie. Per usual. <laughs> so have, how's everybody doing wonderful wonderful blessed, blessed. Good. triumphant okay triumphant wow all right well let's go ahead and uh dive on into the topic at hand uh this week kika is going to take it over so go ahead and take it over girl all right everyone this week we're going to be talking about our passions and our purpose and i'm really excited about this uh conversation um so let's just jump right in so we're each going to define passion and purpose so um camille how would you define passion passion Mm. You could think of a lot of things to describe passion, but okay. In context of our episode, passion, something that moves you, something that motivates and inspires you is what passion is to me. Okay. Um, Anyone else? I would say passion is something that resonates deeply with you in a way that I would think for me, I think for something to be a passion that it moves you, it propels you towards action. Now, how hard it propels you is, I think, would vary from person to person. But you feel a pull or draw to action because of the depth of the care that you have for a specific area. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think passion is something that's just um, strong um, like a, like a fierce thing that kind of produces some kind of action or some kind of like deep fervor in you, like zeal. Cookie, you got any input on passion? (laughs) Uh, I didn't say anything because I think people pretty much hit what I would say. I mean, it's something that even when it's like, um, uh, a down day or a, uh, I don't feel like doing this particularly right now just because I am passionate about this specific thing and it's going to motivate me to get, like it is uh, an innate thing within me that I'm going to keep going even though right now physically I don't feel like doing it um, because I love it so much. To me, passion also connotes love. Like it, it, mm. it, 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 it to me, it speaks about love and something that I'm doing out of love. I'm passionate about this particular thing because I love it. Um, so, yeah. I think that's okay. a good point. That's good. Um, do we want to, you want to know what like the official definition for passion is? 
Official by whose standards? What is official? Mary uh, Webster. That's <laughs> Mary ain't official to me. I hear you. Tell me well, what they say on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see what Urban Dictionary has to say about it. No, uh, I mean, I was kidding. No. I not at all define my life. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so by Oxford... Oxford languages. Yes. Passion is strong and barely controllable emotion. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, the second definition of it is the suffering and death of Jesus, which is mm -hmm. very surprising. Passion Passion. Christ, yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, Okay. Purpose. How would you define purpose? To me, purpose is what you was put here to do. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what good, like, what good, that ain't the word I was looking for. What, what role are you here to fulfill? Mm. That's what I think of pur- purpose. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think that we, I agree as well. I think. I don't remember who it was that said this. It was a minister at some point in my life. I don't know. But they said that your purpose is the answer to someone else's problem. Mm. So basically, Mm. it's like, what were you created to solve? Mm. What, What is it about the way that you were designed and you were created that was made specifically to solve these specific problems that is your purpose Hmm. that's very very good um yeah uh the technical definition is the reason for which something is done or created for or for which something exists so like just an intent um okay so do you guys think that passion and purpose are different or the same Okay. Yes. Very emphatic. Why? Because I think that you can be passionate. You can be passionate about trivial things, but I don't think that your purpose in any way would be trivial. Like Hmm. I'm passionate about not matching my socks. (laughs) She is very passionate passionate about that. That is a point of like rebellion and liberation for me from social norm that I'm not willing to relinquish. I do not match my socks. But do I think <laughs> Intentionally, my... even when she has the same <laughs> sock pairs, she won't match No, them. because my left foot is in a purple mood and my right foot is in a pink. And I refuse <laughs> to conform so to dumb. whatever social norms tell me that they have to be the same. No, I think that's ridiculous. Um, I think you're ridiculous. No, I think that it is just another system by which we are made to be these mindless drones. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, exactly. Lord. Clearly, I'm very passionate about this subject. I have debated it on many occasions. <laughs> However, would I say my purpose in life is to mismatch my socks? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> like, no. I think that I think that would be a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, I yeah. agree. That's a, that's. I think that like hit it. That's a perfect yeah. example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, do you think that your passion can in any way be connected to your purpose, whether it can drive it or it can, your purpose can be 
uh, rooted in some passion? Do you think they can be connected if they're not the same? I think they absolutely can be connected, but I don't think that it is necessary for them to be connected. And I think it is important to take a step back and do some self-reflecting to figure out where are you actually gifted in? Mm -hmm. Like, what are your gifts? Um, Because your gifts probably align a little bit more with your your purpose, Mm -hmm. right? and just because you are passionate about the specific thing does not necessarily mean that that is what you were put here to do, yeah, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't do it, but it also doesn't mean that I think it, it shouldn't get in the way of your, if your passion is going to overshadow your purpose. I feel like purpose is like, Paramount. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a great word. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think this is a good place for me to insert that I don't subscribe to the concept of a singular purpose. I don't either. I agree with that too. Oh, okay, okay. You want to jump right into that part? I mean, because I think that that is relevant to that point because you yeah, have many passions, mm-hmm. but if you are someone who believes that you have a singular purpose, then yes, you would have passions that wouldn't align with that purpose. But I think that if you believe that you can have multiple purposes over the span of your life, then it would make sense that you can have multiple passions that would contribute to those things. That's good. So seasonal purposes. All right. Cookie, you said you agree with that too? I do. Hmm. Camille, do you agree or disagree? disagree i think that you can i think you can have one purpose and that that purpose can manifest itself different in different seasons like for me i have one goal but in each season of my life or not one goal because i have multiple goals but i have one purpose but the way that it manifests and the way that i navigate that purpose is different in different seasons but the purpose is the same Mm-hmm. I think I want to I want to draw to that a second. I think it, it's going to depend on how broadly we are defining mm-hmm. our yeah 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 because yes. you know what I'm saying. If your yeah, purpose is you. to help people, like love I don't just and, your purpose is to love, love God, God and love, love people, people. Mm-hmm. right? Like yes, if that is your purpose, then yes, everything that you do <laughs> is absolutely going to fit in that, and every goal that you have, as long as it's not like self-motivating and self-fulfilling at the expense of other people, you're going to hit that purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But it depends on how broadly you are defining your purpose yes. as to whether or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether or not you have one purpose or whether or not you have multiple. I agree. Purposes. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like if you have narrowed, like I know people who have like the mission statement and purpose statements. And if you've narrowed mm-hmm. it down to this very precise, right. specific thing, then of course it's not going to be seasonal. It's going to be, you have this ultimate purpose. But if it is something broad, like I'm on this earth to, you know, love God and love people, then yeah, it's going to definitely right. be seasonal because it looks, it manifests itself differently. But I have a very hard time understanding someone narrowing the focus of their purpose to a singular thing in a Mm -hmm. specific statement i don't yeah that sounds stressful to me i mean but even it's just like so if you don't do that one thing you have not 
in any way your purpose. Your purpose in life. I just don't, I don't, and I just don't think, okay. Honestly, the driving factor for me feeling this way is the life of Jesus. I think that a lot of people would say, okay, his purpose was redemption for everyone to come to die so that we could have the opportunity for salvation. But I mean, when he was flipping tables in the temple, he was Jesus. I like right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but like when he I was like turning water to wine, when he was healing people in the streets, he was doing in those moments, he was purposed to do what it was that he was doing. He was mm-hmm. purposed to come and show an example for us mm-hmm. of how it is that we have the ability to live. That was just, I think that was just as much as purpose as it was to die on the cross. But those purposes had different places in time because if his only purpose was to die, that's true. He could have just been born and died. Yeah, why, did like, he live as, <laughs> why did he live as long as he did if that there was, his was purpose, purpose yeah. in the life that he lived? And so, in attempting to mirror my life after that example, I think that I would be selling myself short to say that my purpose is this singular end-all be-all thing mm-hmm. at the end of my life or at some point in my life. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like... me personally based on my conviction. I, I yeah, agree. I agree. And I feel like a lot of the times when Jesus was talking about what he was what would allude to his purpose, he always kind of referred back to just being about his father's business. And that is dying on the cross. That is raising Lazarus. That is healing the sick. And, you know, in a, I don't think there was ever a moment that I can recall biblically where Jesus was like, yes, I have been called to at 33 years of age, yeah. be, you know, just to be beaten and no, nah, like he, he kind of lived a life that was every single moment was purposed and every single moment I have something that I'm supposed to be doing. When he, when he was being petty to the woman at the well and told her to go get her husband. <laughs> she had one. I like that. Jesus. I like that Jesus too. He wasn't, he, he wasn't meant to be dying on the cross at that moment. In that moment yeah. he was meant to read, he was being, he was meant to read her. <laughs> So that she would then go out to the town and tell everybody, I just met a man that told me everything I ever did in my life. Like, <laughs> that was what he was purposed to be doing at that point in time. So, yeah. I mean, I think that purpose fluctuates. Yeah. 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 But I, I think our whole societal structure, though, is this, you're supposed to do this one thing for your entire life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like purpose is this just singular thing that I know what my purpose is is like do you know what your purpose is and it's like this badge of honor to be like yes i know what my purpose is i am purposed to empower such and such to do such and such so what you doing right now that's that's doing that so when you kicking it with your friends with you you not fulfilling your purpose like when you doing like no you are different purpose to do different things at different times yeah yeah that's good that's good um all right i feel like i gotta jump back to passions we went on that little Little, little tangent of purpose. Cheryl's very passionate about that. Um, but okay, speaking about passions, what would you say are some of the things that you're passionate about, and how did you discover that you were passionate about those things? And I could go first. Um, I'm very passionate about helping people. Um, and um, just helping people see that like their 
they're loved and cared for like in a very specific individual way and how I discovered that I think just at I think first it was someone else noticing it and saying like hey you do you listen really well I feel really um cared for and you know loved by you you make me feel very special and it was like oh okay cool yeah and then I started noticing how I interact with people over the years is very intentional to make them feel like they are specifically cared for um, in an individual. Another passion of mine is um, style, fashion, clothes. And that came about in my early 20s because I used to really not care about really what I wore for real. Um, And as I've matured and, and known myself, well, y'all over here, y'all over here, y'all being disrespectful, which I got to say. I mean, this is we agree with you. That's very unfortunate when someone said I, that I used to not care at all about what I, I wore. didn't. Like, I was that person that if I picked, it was just hard for me to get like what outfit. If I got that one outfit, I was waiting to hold it to wear it so it could be seen by the most people because I didn't know when I'll be able to recreate something that was that cool again. Like, I just was not, yeah, I was not, no, for real, I was not very, like, stylish or fashion conscious or whatever at all, and about, like, 24, 25 is when that switched, and I think it was in parallel to me healing and self, just greater self-awareness about myself, and then I felt like, oh, okay, now I can express myself in this way, and, and I grew in my fashion sense, if you will. But I'm really passionate about like clothes and style and, you know, the individuality in that and expressing yourself in that way. Um, and yeah, I think those are like the two two things that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about a lot of things. Um, That's not surprising at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, here. I love music and theater. I feel like I was just... Mm born this way like um I remember my first play Andrea you remember this too this is how long I know her but it's probably it probably was not a big deal to Andrea but it was such a big deal to me we were the busy bees do you remember the story oh, wow in kindergarten yes in kindergarten yes wow <laughs> when I tell you I was so excited to dress up as a bee and say that one line and sing that song <laughs> wow that's amazing I- I remember my first solo in church, girl. Like I love, I love theater. I love music. It's just like in like they. I get on their nerves whenever I I, I can have a song for everything. <laughs> I still trying to get Andrea to watch Hamilton. She probably never will unless that's my birthday gift. I'll take it. Um, no. <laughs> I would literally <laughs> rather buy you something than to relinquish <laughs> two hours of my life for people singing and rapping. Okay. Isn't it longer than two hours? Yeah, it is. It's two and a half. It's like, nope, not going to (laughs) happen. It's such a work of art. It's so good. We'll watch it in heaven when we just have (laughs) (laughs) When time is no longer a factor, I give you two and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) That girl said heaven. When time is no longer a factor. (laughs) I can't wait to use that. I can't wait to use that. Man, there's good. no chance. There's no chance I'm watching. It. Oh my gosh. Um, I also really, really like encouraging people. Um, I don't, I don't know where that came from. I don't, I don't know. I just, and I like to play a part in people's journeys. Like, like, 
like that developer aspect of me, like when I got to teach for a bit, that like seeing people move on to the next level was amazing to me and encouraging people to reach their next step. Um, doo -doo -doo. I love running. I I'm going to stop because I can keep going, but I really love running and working out. <laughs> Those are passions of mine as well. And I just started running one day. I just, and I found it cathartic. So those are some of my passions. I forgot to add a passion. I'm very passionate about things of justice. You don't, you don't get no redo. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a redo. It's just an addition to. Your time has passed, and so now you're trying to redo your time, and that's not allowed. But I'm not you're taking away from what I said. Rules. I mean, clearly, doing <laughs> reclaiming my time. <laughs> Dre is passionate about rules, except for when it comes to socks. So, right, that that's a rule she would not comply. Oh Lord, you didn't got to start it. A rule. Anyway, I'll jump in and say, um, for me, mine are going to be a less fluffy nuffy than theirs. Dang, she could be. You didn't let I'm me saying, finish talking about my passion for justice. Y'all care, care about like helping people and all these like I that's great. You but passionate about yourself? No. <laughs> I'm like I'm passionate about black people for one. Mm -hmm. Um I am passionate about our plight. I'm passionate about our history. I am passionate about our journey and I am passionate about our future. Um, and I like literally immerse myself in, in stuff that almost to a detriment because I become desensitized to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's like, oh yeah, you saw so-and-so didn't get prosecuted and you expected so-and-so to get prosecuted. I didn't, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like certain things like that where it's like, I'm less hopeful because I've seen the history. I've seen the systems I've interacted with the systems on a, not, I ain't been arrested in, in jail and nothing. I ain't interacted with <laughs> But I have seen and interacted and dealt with people who are in the system and and just, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it it's hard at times, but the passion is what keeps me going, literally, because if I'm desensitized to a degree where it's like I don't expect a whole lot from it, what else keeps me going other than passion? Um, I've recently become passionate about, as a, as a um, first-time mom, um, one thing that I realized that I struggled with was a lot of guilt surrounding going back to work, leaving my daughter at daycare. Um, it was really, really tough for me, like really tough. Um, and I feel like I even transformed in how I work because of that. And so mm -hmm. I've recently become passionate about speaking out about being able to like, you know what I mean? Like, not experience that guilt like it's it's obviously it's okay to feel it it's gonna come but also like recognizing that it is there and dealing with it and as a result like I've created a blog trying to talk about that thing because it it like that literally like almost took me out of work like mm -hmm. I almost like could not function mm -hmm. and so and I know that I'm not I'm not alone um, and so creating a platform to speak out and do things like that, it, it has become a new passion. I'm also passionate about reality TV. Um, <laughs> I yes, watch a lot of it. Um, it's not going nowhere. Um, yeah. 
Big Brother is like oh, my jam. No, I would love to be on Big Brother. That is a passion project of mine to get on Big Brother. So let's see what happens. But yeah, that those are my passions. Oh, and the law. I I, I love the law. I love politics and all those things. Yeah. I think it's very interesting <laughs> in hearing our passions. I think it directly aligns with the types of trending combos that we bring to the table. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what you about to say? Celebrities and. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting it does it does align in some ways okay so one thing that i would say i'm passionate about is just financial literacy and financial opportunities for black people and just i just have this heart i've i've not reached the level yet to be able to be influenced influential in this area that I'm really passionate about, but building generational wealth and just looking at professional athletes and looking at rappers and looking at other people who other looking at black people who make significant amounts of money and have the potential to build generational wealth, but do not have the wherewithal. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we ever hope to get somewhere significant as a people, we have to be maximizing the opportunities that are presented to us. And one of those is if you are a, a, a Deion Sanders and you sacrifice your body for building wealth for your family, that needs to be something that is building generational wealth. It does not need to be, I have sacrificed my body and risked my life essentially just to have a few nice cars. And then five years after I retire from the league, I can't buy myself a car, let alone my child or leave anything for my grandchildren or great grandchildren. Not at all saying that's what happened to Deion Sanders. It is not pretty sure Deion Sanders still has buku money right now, but I'm just saying Thinking of an athlete, I know he has talked publicly about the sacrifice that he has made of his body and risking his life for the sake of building wealth. Um, Mm. So just having that be a a launching point, having that be a jumping off point for generations, that's something that I'm really passionate about. Another thing I'm really passionate about is funding the kingdom. I think that money and God are conversations that people like to believe should be separate oh my gosh yes and it's like i just don't really understand okay so you believe that we're called to go and make disciples of the nations but unless i'm thumbing the ride how i'm gonna get there like that's gonna take money that's going to take funding and the word says that god has made me uh prosper in in all ways so that i can be generous in every occasion and you can't you can't thumb a ride on a plane I mean, <laughs> unless I'm a stowaway on right. a ship trying to get somewhere. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, it takes money to sustain the kingdom. And even the just the basic understanding that when you go to church, do you or do you not expect the lights to be on? <laughs> That's just basic. Do yeah. you or do you not expect there to be running water when you go to wash your hands? Hello. Yeah. Last time I checked, the water company and electric company don't accept prayers as payment. Hello. It takes money to money. fund the kingdom. And I think that the, just at the very basic, there are just so, and there are different 
you know, this just translates <laughs> to a lot of area missions, uh, organizations. A lot of people who have the drive and the passion to start an organization don't necessarily have the business wherewithal to maintain it. So that's just an area where I'm very passionate. And the, and another thing that I would say I'm very passionate about is just freedom in, in general. Ooh, like, I, like that I, I don't want to be bound in my time, bound in my thinking. I don't want to be put in a box, i.e. forced to match my socks. I don't want to be <laughs> like I just want the ability to live my life with the freedom that Jesus died for me to have. <laughs> That's why you don't match your socks. But really, because Jesus gave you the freedom absolutely. to not match your socks. Whom the Son says free is free indeed, and I'm not about to. No, that's real life. I'm not about to be forced to conform to your unwritten rules that have no value or meaning in my life. It has no value to me to spend time in my life matching my socks. I would rather spend that time doing something that I care about. And that's just a very small example. But I mean, literally, that is directly what it is related to for me. I hear you. I that know. you are not about to force me to conform and give effort to something that adds no value or meaning to my life. You were having this conversation like we're literally having it for the first time. <laughs> I mean, the listeners having it for the first well, time. Well, that's true. They haven't been there for the past 10 years when we've been debating this topic. <laughs> but yes, okay, so just freedom in general is something that I'm that I'm very passionate about. And when, when I choose to do something, is it because it is my choice? Or is it because I feel like I have to out of some obligation that should not be? Okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, let's see how of those passions, how are you implementing one of those passions in your everyday life? I got a blog. I don't match my socks. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I watch reality TV. (laughs) She does. does. Very much so. Well, you know, I, I listen to Spotify daily. And you sing along. I do. And I sing without the music as well. (laughs) (laughs) And I also try to uh, remain active. Like healthy living is a way of life for me. So, Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm constantly just creating a closet that is, uh, speaks uh, specifically to who I am as a person that's constantly evolving. And at one point I had a clothing company that was aiming to help other people get to that place as well that maybe one day will resurrect again. Um, But, okay, purpose. Do you guys feel like, well, we said that we don't believe in an ultimate specific purpose. So I guess to ask the question, what is your purpose? Like, what would you say your purpose is for this season of your life then? Hmm. I'll go. Um, I think my purpose is to be present in the now. And that seems really like broad, but I'm a person that's constantly thinking futuristically, like what if, what if, you know, five years from now, what, and hoping for what's to come. And I struggle with being present right here in the now. And I'm one thing that has been really going on over the course of the last couple of years is just slowing down, being intentional to be present, um, and to 
be caring for my my siblings. Well, specifically my brother, since my sister is off to college now, but even in a way there's some care there. But um, I, I'm very in tune to the fact that the next several years of my life is going to have to look a certain kind of way so I can be what my brother needs before he launches off to a level of independence. right now in my life and it's very interesting that you asked this question because it actually has brought up some conviction in me in that mm, that was a check that I understand on purpose to do this but you know I haven't necessarily been reflecting it over the past mm, few weeks one area that I know that I'm purposing right now is to bring light in the dark space that is corporate America Mm. um bringing light into that space. And so even when that space becomes stressful, even when that space can become burdensome, and even when that space can be very dark, um, I am purpose to bring light into that space right now in the time that I'm in in my life. Um, And so hmm, thanks for that question, because that was, you know, I I could be doing better at that right now. Hmm. Okay, let's go. Um... I had another one, but I forgot because I didn't take I didn't write it down. I didn't take a note. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think for me, I think ultimately, um, my purpose in this moment is being able to show people who were in my position as a new mom that there is one light at the end of the tunnel and two that quite frankly, there doesn't need to be a tunnel Um, (laughs) that, you know, taking the moment to even while you are, if you have maternity leave or if you have um, a short period of time with your child, that even while you are supposed to be using that time to bond with your child and do these things and recover from the, uh, medical trauma that is childbirth um that you too are supposed to focus on yourself you too need to put yourself first and and you know occasionally and your entire life cannot revolve around your child yes your child does need you but your child also needs you to be 100 percent. otherwise what are you, I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like your, your child is not getting the best you if you don't take time for yourself. And um, also recognizing that the transition back to work is, is, is rough and can lead to a depressive state. Like I, I entered into a state of like, I, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was definitely down. And I know that I wasn't the best spouse I could have been. I know I wasn't the best mother I could have been. I know all of these things, you know what I mean? Like it impacted that. And to catch somebody who is going through that, that may be in it currently to pull you out and to recognize that, you know what I mean? Like even in the moments where it feels like you can't take an hour take that hour and spend time with yourself, do things that you care about, do things that make you happy. And just speaking into those um, individuals to allow you to see that, you know what I mean? Like you matter. Mm -hmm. 
you do matter as a mom regardless of the fact that you know what i mean your mama your daddy whoever calls you they only want to talk to your child you know what i'm saying all that (laughs) you still matter and so recognizing that and speaking to that and allowing um people to remember that they matter in those trans big transitions so that's good that was really good um i think for me my purpose in this season is to just embrace mistakes and embrace progression, as well as allow other people to do the same. For me, I'm pretty black and white. Either it is or it isn't. It's right or it's wrong. It's true or it's false. Like there's no in between, but life really doesn't work like that. So for a majority of my life, it was just like, either you made it or you're trying to make it instead of enjoying the process. So I find myself like at work, like when people make mistakes, I like, because I'm giving grace to myself, I find myself being more gracious to other people. I still have a long way to go. Still keep praying. Still <laughs> but I'm, I'm hoping as I give myself grace, I'll be able to give extend more grace to other people. Yeah, that's good. And I think even going to what we were saying about seasonal versus ultimate purpose, when you live your life with what am I supposed to be doing right now? How, what is the task that I am uh, uh, tasked with right now? If I think you'll find that you live your life more fulfilled, like in a, a more fulfilling life because you're more present yeah. and you're constantly yeah. thinking, oh, I'm supposed to do this specific thing and I'm not doing what is supposed yeah. to be on track. And it's like life doesn't even... Pl- play itself out for you to be able to plan so specific that you can hit this absolute definite target of having an ultimate purpose. But when you're just living. I I want to speak to that for a second. I I just want to say, I like even because like, I just talked about like having a child and going through that, like I slipped into this dark period or whatever. And I wasn't also the best employee. I will say that too. Mm. And even not being the best employee, I threw myself off of the track that I was on to mm-hmm. advance further in. Mm-hmm. But like, and, and, and if you would have told me like as a, as a college student or as somebody who was in law school, that this was where I was going to be, like, I would have looked back and I would be like, there's no way I'm going to do that. Like I mm-hmm. am going to be on track to do this, 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 and that. And if I fall off, like then I'm a, I'm a failure. When I tell yeah. you, I feel fuller right now mm-hmm. than I have ever mm-hmm. felt. That's a message. Just because I'm like literally in this present moment, understanding that there is a need for somebody to be speaking in the way that I I want to speak, reaching people who need to be reached, who feel neglected and left out and like they don't matter, but actually you do. And you you matter more than a lot of people for that one individual person that you just birthed. And if you don't take the time to recognize yourself, you're going to, you're not going to be delivering your best self for all the people who need you. And I think just understanding that and what you just said, like, yeah, like the way that I even thought about myself five years ago is much different than I think about myself right now. And I feel much fuller than I would have, if you would have told me that I would have been in this position five years ago, I would have been like, there's no way she's, yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. no way I would do that. I mean, yeah. we're constantly evolving and hopefully growing and 
as a result of that, there's constant changes. The things that I was passionate about five years ago, the things that doesn't look the same, even when it comes to my passion with, with, with clothing, the, the style that I had just two or three years ago is not the style that I have now. Like there are things that I had in my closet just about two years ago that I'm like, man, that doesn't reflect who I am as a purpose. That's a very trivial way, but in many ways, there's a lot of things that we used to hold on to as passion or a lot of you know, things that we said, oh, this was my purpose that probably don't even apply to who we are as individuals today. Like, Drea, you left for almost a year. The person that you came back as was so different than the person that you left as. And let's say you were like, no, my purpose is to do this and you know, finance and accounting, you would have missed out on that opportunity to grow in the way that you did on the world race. And I think when we look at purpose as this end all be all it can rob us of moments right now that can develop us into being even a more purpose person than that purpose that we think we have in our minds yeah go ahead okay that is so good which is one reason that i wanted to add the question for this episode of are you a sellout if your vocation does not align with your purpose or your passion? Woo! Because mm. I know in college, <laughs> I felt super pressured to like, what is your purpose? Yeah. And what is your next step post-college that is putting you directly in alignment with what your purpose is? And I just remember feeling like, First off, at that point, I had not even considered that purpose could be something beyond this singular thing. And so Mm. I'm like, I cannot say that I know one singular thing that my entire life was created for. So how am I supposed to find or go into a vocation that aligns with that? Mm. And since I'm not doing that, I just felt like I was just going to lead this meaningless life. That was how I was led to feel in college Mm -hmm. and so having grown and developed understanding that my purpose is not this singular thing then I understand that my purpose is something that has to be discovered continuously Mm -hmm. I have to continuously seek because like I said right now I'm purpose to be light in the corporate space next year or like Last year or whatever year that was, my purpose was not to be light in a corporate place. I was living in the village in, Africa, <laughs> in, in yeah. random places in the world. No, that was not my purpose. But like you said, if I was holding so fast to mm. this one singular thing that I have chosen to believe defines my life, then I would not have gone on the journey that it would probably take for me to get to the end all be all yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. There are people that I met, relationships that I made. There are ways that I saw that organizations and ministries were run. I had conversations with people all around the world about what do the finances for your organization look like? If you could have one thing from a financial aspect of someone that could create a tool that could help you, what would that look like? I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to have them conversations if I was just still sitting over there counting somebody else's money, you know? Yeah. In Nashville. So I think that we have to relinquish holding on so tightly to the singular purpose and that everything we do has to align with this one specific thing because I think you will miss out on the journey. And there's so much more in the journey than the end goal. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Very true. I mean, I graduated college 
with every intent to be a doctor. <laughs> and I never thought I would go into ministry. I was like, absolutely not. And I look now and I'm like, my time in ministry has been far more fruitful than had I gone into medicine to realize I don't want to do medicine in the way that I thought I did. Like, and had I held on to that, I would have pushed myself to go to medical school and got debt and found myself working a job that I ultimately probably hated. Yeah. And not have been grown. And not have grown. That's what the idea does. When at 18 years old, when you in college or whatever, and you are uh, expected to find your purpose and pick this job or this career path that aligns with that or whatever, or if your career path don't align with that and you just going after money, then you just sell out that just your, your life is just going to be meaningless. Who in the world at 18 years old has the wherewithal to make such a grand decision? Which like is that? why I think this is so <laughs> dumb. My <laughs> husband and I go back and forth on this all the time. How the hell at 18 years old, I'm supposed to make a decision as to what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my damn life. Okay. When literally last year, I had to raise my hand to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I had to raise my hand to get a home pass to walk to the, <laughs> office, the, the principal's office. I had yeah. a principal. Like what? I'm supposed to make a decision as to what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. And yeah. and and it's not like that, right? Like you could go to college, get a degree, and work in something that ain't got nothing to do with what your degree Absolutely. is. But yep. the way that the pressure that mm-hmm. is put on yeah. you as yeah. a college entrant as not even like zero before you even take day one to declare a major, to yeah. declare what you are going to do with the rest of your life. That is so dumb. It's yeah. so dumb. Like you yeah. applied for a specific program. Yes. Yeah. With turning your application, you have to have a degree on, like a major on there. Yeah. And I remember looking at the people in college who were like, had undeclared major, undecided, like, oh, they look at these slackers in life. They don't know what yeah. they're. Yeah. And I got it's a biology degree. I use. What is that? And and even uh, using my IDS, interdisciplinary studies, interdisciplinary studies. They called for nickname is I did not succeed. IDS. I didn't know that. That's and that came from a professor. I had never heard that. I heard that from a professor. I did not succeed. Wow. And none and I mean, of that I, stuff matters now. It doesn't matter. None of that. Because those, but those are the people who, because they didn't have a specific major, weren't pigeonholed. They got to explore different classes and different subjects, and to figure out ultimately what they wanted to do or whatever. Now, I mean, yep. at the end of the day, what was the stat like? Was it some like seventy five percent of people who graduate from college aren't even using their college degree or something crazy like that? Like. It's just there's unnecessary pressure that's put on us to have to figure life out. And it's like, I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I'm supposed to be able to figure life out today. It's insane. I don't even know where the bathroom is. Do I have to ask my professor to go to the bathroom? But I think that that same pressure can exist even today. Yeah. Yeah. I think specifically with the like entrepreneurial culture. Oh, yes. Purpose and creating some business or company around that and you're going to change the world and make all this money in the process. I mean, I think that that is the same equivalent pressure just in adulthood. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And Dred, to answer your question, are you a sellout if your vocation doesn't align with your passion or your purpose? I would say no, um, because I think that's an ideal situation. 
that your purpose and your passions like align to you finding a job. I think for most of us, we work a job that we enjoy to a certain extent that pays our bills and we find other outlets to explore or don't enjoy it to a certain extent. And we find other outlets to fulfill what we think are our purposes or our passions. Um, and I don't think that you're, I mean, sellout is such a strong word for it. I mean, that most people aren't doing a job that aligns perfectly with whatever they are extremely passionate about or whatever they feel like they're purposed, whether it's seasonal ultimate to do. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. And when I was on the world race, I met a gentleman who was a dentist and he lives half the year in Canada and half the year in Ethiopia. Hmm. Is he passionate about dentistry? No, I, I, I do not believe so. But he is absolutely passionate about the ministry that he does in Ethiopia. Hmm. But it is his job as a dentist yes. that funds his ministry in yeah. Ethiopia. So I don't see how you could be, because sometimes your vocation is a means to an end. Hmm. Come on. And so if I need this nine to five in order to be able to fund the things that I am passionate about, then I am willing to do this because, because like when we were in Ethiopia, he was like, yeah, okay, I'm going back to Canada next week and I'll be there for probably about three months and then I'm coming back. But it's just like, I've got to go do this thing Mm -hmm. so that these kids here in Ethiopia have somewhere to live. Mm -hmm. I've got to go do this thing so that these people that I employ have the resources to be able to feed their families. So I'm willing to go do this thing that is my vocation so that I can fulfill my passion. Although his passion or what he believed was his purpose. Although, you know, feeling feelings and checking for cavities. No, I'm sure he would say that's not his purpose. Yeah. 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 It's very good. Um, Okay. Moving along. Do we, do you think that your passion or your purpose in any way influences your relationships and who you surround yourself with? I think it enhances more than like subtracts, right? Like I think like even like I'm thinking like my circle and what I just said was my, you know what I mean? Like my passion. Y'all aren't moms. Mm. So am I not (laughs) supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, but I think that in going out and working and getting into the, the, um, like diving deeper into blogging and other side things that I have going on, I think, yeah, my circle will grow. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that I'm not going to talk to y'all? Nah, like, nah. But do you think that that would uh, have some sort of effect or whatever on people that you let into your circle going forward? Like no. you already knew us when you became a mom. But That's like- true. Um. No, I don't think, no, I don't, I mean, you, you can't be wasting my time now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that matters because just like time now is way more precious and, you know, I, I think to that degree, but I don't think that, I think I will be more inclined to have a lesser guard up with mm-hmm. somebody who is in my similar position. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say that you would be able, you would not be able to overcome the wall 
that is up because I am very introverted and it is very difficult to get to know me. It is very difficult for me to, um, you know what I mean? Engage in conversations past the mundane small talk. Mm -hmm. And I can't say that I would uh, push past that if you weren't in a similar capacity or if you couldn't benefit me in some way. So, yeah. I would say for me, I think it depends on the relationship. And I think it would depend on if you are contrary to something that I'm passionate about. Like I'm passionate about freedom. If you are someone who absolutely subscribes to being bound. (laughs) (laughs) Like back to your socks? (laughs) No, that that sounds ridiculous, but there are 100% people who absolutely live their lives so far inside the box every single day of their lives. (laughs) I probably, no. I mean, I may have a conversation (laughs) with you, but no, we are probably not going to have any sort of meaningful relationship. And also... If I get, there are varying degrees because also if you are someone that I'm talking to, to I'm considering as a a life partner, then you don't just have to be contrary to my passions or purposes, but the way you feel needs to directly align in in a lot of ways or else you are not going to understand the very core of how I function. This is probably not going to work in a healthy way. So I think depending on the type of relationship and the varying degrees, I think that determines how close you get to me. But I can't say that like, like Kiko, you're passionate about like fashion. Mm. I'm not gonna be like, oh well, I'm not passionite about fashion, so get thee behind me. Like, <laughs> I no. get thee behind me. Sheesh. I mean, but like that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, no, I, I I appreciate that you are a passionate person. I appreciate that you have convictions and things that you care about. Yes, I appreciate that, and I think that that definitely helps our friendship, even though the ways in which we're passionate on the surface don't seem to directly align. But I also think that. Being connected to people who have different passions help you mm-hmm. get to it ultimately in life. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that passion and your your purpose definitely influences who you surround yourself in varying levels as well. Like, I mean, I, I've been in relationships with people who weren't as passionate about justice issues as I was, and I found that mm, that's not going to work for me. But there are people that. I interact with their more acquaintances that it's like, um, I'm, they're not as passionate about, like I've, it really, I think being you all's friends have become more passionate about pro black things. And I have people that I'm cool with that aren't necessarily passionate about pro black things, but they may be passionate about justice and we can vibe on that level, but it's not, you know, you're passionate about how, you know, the, the, incarceration of african-americans is higher than you know other people group but we can connect in that way but i agree i think if you are contrarian like if you're just like no i don't believe in justice then we will no longer probably speak like for me like it will be a very distant interaction i'll probably say hi to you but we're not getting deep and 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 intimate in terms of just how you know close we are relationally yeah, for me, it's if you lead a life full of fear, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. So like, I, 
in my life, I have been called to do some things that seem utterly ridiculous to me. And I don't need you to be, I don't need to come to you and you be a part of, oh, well, did you, uh, no, no, I don't have time for that. I believe this is what I'm supposed to do. Let's go. If you leave a, lead a life full of fear, I feel like that, that can, that can hinder my faith. And that's just me. Mm. Okay. But, what, like, but what about but what about when those people in your family, like those people that we just said we probably would what what about when that when that's your your kinfolk? You gotta learn to love them from a distance. I got the my family because <laughs> like I I've had people tell me that that is utterly ridiculous what you're doing, but they don't have the ability to speak to that aspect of me because mm. you've already, I already know what you believe. Yes. So it's just like, so it's just like, okay, that's cute. Love you. Bye. Then I call y'all and be like, hey, y'all. I think that, uh, and then you help me rat. Like, I'm not saying I don't need accountability and wisdom. I need that. But if it's if you are helping me make a decision or you are pulling me down because of fear, you're saying you shouldn't go after this because of this, that, and the other, and it's not because it's not wise. It's not because of something contrary to God. I can't. I, I can't do it. I think the key in what you just said is that everybody does not have the ability yep. to speak into who you believe you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, very good. Um, uh, speaking of family, like, somebody said something else? I said somebody needed to hear that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, speaking of family real quickly, was purpose or passion ever like a discussion growing up in y'all houses, in y'all households? Yeah. Girl, now, mm-hmm. girl, we problem. They want girl. You, <laughs> you got a job. You know, like this. exactly. We what, survive you know. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Job, money, mm-hmm. pay the bills. It's about more so like sense of security and yes, yeah, stability. Yeah, I yeah, will yeah. say that passion, purpose. No, those words were not at all used. Those concepts were not <laughs> things that we talked about. But I will say that the things that we did talk about or that were instilled in me, I think directly aligned with the things that I'm passionate about now. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. we didn't talk about passion, but there were many a conversation about legacy and dynasty and my grandparents what they came from and how that contributed to where my parents are Mm. and how where my parents came from contribute to where I am and how I should be living my life in such a way that where I am is contributing to where my children will be and I think that that directly contributes to my passion about building generational wealth so we didn't talk about those things, but I'll definitely say the lessons that I was taught or the things we did talk about contributed to the things that I'm passionate about today. And I'll say too, like, I, I think like my parents didn't necessarily speak about passion and purpose same way that like, no, the words weren't used, but my parents did directly call out gifts that I had. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm still learning the specific avenue that my gifts will be the most, uh, that, that they'll derive the most 
I'll, I'll be speaking to the most purpose by using those gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to arrive at where that lands, but I do remember specifically saying I wanted to do X. And my mom was like, no, like you, I understand that you might like that, but you have a skill set here. You are gifted here. Maybe mm-hmm. you should look at these other avenues. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that, and even still, like I do recognize that that is a gift of mine and it is something that I am still making sure that everything that I do, I am using that gift and it is manifesting in some way. Um, But just like the end of what that actually looks like, I don't know. Um, But yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, this has been a great conversation. I've I've enjoyed it and hope that listeners have enjoyed it as well. But let's just wrap it up with this one question. If you had one piece of advice to give someone on how they could discover what they are passionate about, I don't want to say purpose because then we'll get into that whole, this is your purpose. But how do you, how, if you had to give someone advice, like how would you say they can go about discovering what their passions are? Like, what do you like to do? Like, I mean, what, what do you like to do? What do you rebel against? And you're like, absolutely. I am not doing that. Like there is something that is innately in you that is preventing you from doing that. Or that is causing you to argue people down who do mm-hmm. whatever it is that you are rebelling against. Like y'all suckers that match y'all socks. Y'all suckers. Wow. <laughs> that. What is it? And I will even say there was a time it was Andrea's birthday and I chose not to max my shop, my socks. I sent her a picture of it. We were, I lived in DC. She lived in, where the hell were you? Oklahoma? Maybe. I don't know where the hell she was. Maybe Nashville. Yeah. I sent her a picture and do you know, like, she was like, that literally made my day. She sent me a video and said that made her day. She is very passionate about this. So figure out what it is that causes you to have a reaction like Drea. We weren't even talking about matching socks and she brought it up and literally just went on a tangent that and acted like we were having this conversation for the first time. What is that for you? What is your, I don't want to match my socks. What is that for you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Discovering the things I was passionate about were the things that I was like, y'all ain't mad about this? <laughs> the things that I would get so worked up about and then look around and like no one else really cared. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe this is something the Lord done put on my heart because I got something I'm supposed to be doing about this. But y'all, y'all, y'all not mad? Y'all got to match y'all socks? Okay, well, you know, hey, that's how you discover what you're passionate about. The things you worked up about, you look around and don't nobody else care. Yeah. Camille. And then going from there, take the next step. Go go see how you can implement that passion. Like, okay, try that. You don't like it? Cool. Try something else. You don't like that? Cool. Maybe that's not the thing. Don't be afraid to try new things and experience different things to, you know, ignite that passion. Yeah, I would say whatever you give a significant amount of time to, like whether you're reading on it, whether you're um, actively engaging in it, um, whether you're getting worked up and talking about it on a podcast, whatever it is that you give your time to, I would say is a is a pretty good um, and whatever causes you to act is a is a pretty good thing to show what you're passionate about as well. I was about um, to say, since people spend time watching Netflix, I, I mean, I guess that could be a passion. I mean, they could be passionate about cinematography, or they could be passionate about storytelling. Like, I mean, they you could be passionate about 
You could be passionate about drama. Uh, you know, hey, it could implement itself in different ways. Um, but is there any final thoughts, any things you want to get off your chest? No. No? no? Yeah. Best lives out here. Find your mismatch sock. What yes. is your mismatch sock? That's, <laughs> that's, that's the nugget from this whole episode. Find the thing that gets you riled up like Dre about mismatch socks. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We've enjoyed talking about passion and purpose. We'd love to hear what some of you all's passions and per- what you feel like your purpose is in this season. Or if you think there's an ultimate purpose for life, what your purpose is. But just thank you for listening to us. And uh, we will... Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.